Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 310, May 31st, 2022. And I'm joined once again by Kyle Klingman up in Cedar Creek, Iowa. Kyle, how are you? doing awesome man it's it's this time of year man there's too much going on and i like that u20s u23s two final x's coming up this is the uh the time of year to be alive for wrestling i know everybody talks about the ncaa season and, and the high school high school and college season in march but man you just give it a couple months and multiply it by <laughs> x factor and and you have the best wrestling in the country on on multiple levels and multiple age groups Right around the corner. It's really, really exciting. Um, as you said, World Team Trials just happened. Final X in Stillwater this week. Final X in New York City. Um, the following week is Friday, this Friday the 3rd. The following Wednesday the 8th in New York. And we'll, we'll determine our World Team. We'll have 30 spots laid out and, and ready to go with Greco, men's freestyle, women's freestyle. All set for the World Championships in, in Belgrade, Serbia. September 10th to the 18th, I think, or something there about pretty close, but uh, really excited, and um, I, I want to get to today's guest and bring him on. It's Saeed Valencia. He was the World Team Trials Challenge Tournament Champion at 86 kilograms. We'll be taking on David Taylor at Final X in New York City. Saeed, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. Just uh, just excited to be here, you know, excited for uh, this match uh, coming up, so that's pretty much it for now. Yeah, so I mean, I, we already talked. You're they're like sitting outside in, in sunny Tempe, yeah. um, but you let us in on a little secret. Maybe you had mentioned this. Maybe I heard this somewhere before. But you, you highly considered going to Purdue, and maybe you'd have been a boilermaker. Maybe we're having this conversation, and you're in Indiana. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. It was. Uh, I was really considering almost verbal. Uh, we formed a great relationship with uh, Scott Hinkle, and kind of just like where his head was at. The school went a different direction, and they got let go, which ultimately had us figure out what other schools we wanted to go to. And then, of course, 
you, uh, I've told the the story before. You know, Z got the job. We came in and became Sun Devils. But no, it's crazy. It's crazy that I, that I was so close to being a Boilermaker. I'm because now I can't imagine myself being being anywhere else but but a Sun Devil. Yeah. What I guess what was it you said? Hinkle, it was, I don't know what you said, his vision or whatever he laid out to you, you really liked. Like, do you remember any of the details or concepts of what he said that, that drew you in? I mean, there was, there was a lot. I mean, I think it was just more of a, of a person and like, I knew I was going to feel comfortable and I got to know some of the guys out there. Um, so I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is something uh, that I like to, to be a part of. Um, it's so hard to to remember exactly what it was but yeah. it was it was i think it was just more the community community that they had but coming here to to asu that's that was the vision of like zeke jones that that made us uh commit and it wasn't just about winning world uh, or it wasn't just about winning national titles becoming world and olympic medalist so that was that was where my head was at and i was excited for that yeah um and not you haven't won them yet but like the the foundation is laid right you had the college career you did you did great and here you are with with mark perry and and zeke and everybody else at asu um has it turned out like you thought the environment the sitting like you're not on the world medal stand yet but but um the foundation and the path is it is it what you envisioned considering now that you're post-college No, I mean it's been it's been crazy. You can't really imagine everything that's gonna happen. Obviously, growing up, it was always four high school state titles, uh, four NCAA titles, and then obviously world and Olympic gold. So I mean that's that's the plan, but it never happens the way you wanted to. But I've just learned to really enjoy the journey and just ultimately be happy in life and in what you do, and. Um, I mean, I, I loved my five years of college and, you know, I won two, two NCAA titles and that was, I mean, that was enough for me, you know, obviously I won it four and then now um, I'm going to final X wrestling, you know, David Taylor, who this is the match I've been wanting uh, for, for, for a long time. So, I mean, it's somewhat where I want to be headed, you know, yeah. to go into the world and Olympic stage, but you know, the little parts in between, you know, it's nothing like I envisioned. You just like envision the ultimate best case scenario, which is like, I guess, where you want your head to be at. So that's great. Never lose a match again. I mean, that's ultimately what you want, right? But you don't grow that way. Yeah, no, you nailed it. Um, I guess speaking of growing, you know, I don't think Mark was there, Perry, when you were getting recruited or when you first got to college, but he is now. And I mean, you know, going back to Gilman and Imar and just the, the, a lot of people who have had a lot of success worked with him and, and had a lot of good things to say about him. What's your experience with Mark as a coach and relationship like with him? Oh, he's awesome. You know, we, we have a great relationship, you know, uh, he just, know, he just knows exactly what it takes to be on the top. Um, and he's good at you know positionings it's not really you know coaches come in and they try to teach you your moves and how to do a single leg and stuff at this level like he treats us he treats us like pro athletes like you know what to do you've been here in the stage and i'm just gonna tell you hey i think you should do this even outside of wrestling this conditioning part this lift um and then just like positions like okay this guy grabs your wrist just hold this single leg just little positioning technique stuff that has helped me grow and 
just the way he he manages my matches, especially when I'm out there. If I'm getting too emotional, if I'm if I'm trying to, you know, score too many points, he's like, hey, slow down, slow down. Let's not let's not get emotional. And it kind of just, you know, he knows he knows what to say for me to, uh, to get the best out of me. I would say. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Like I said, I think he's he's got a good track record. Um, and I want to get to I want to watch a couple videos. Um. And this first, well, both, I guess, will be from the World Team Trials. And this first one's against Andrew Morgan. Um, I didn't see it in in venue. I was like, doing something else, obviously. But uh, you got a really, really tight front headlock. So we'll just kind of let this one roll. And you can just kind of walk us through this. Uh, well, Tyler, whenever you're ready, we can, we can kind of watch this. That's you in the blue. Andrew Morgan in the red. I think it might have been a quarterfinal. Yeah, this was the quarters. And... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to turn. I'm trying to get points. You know, it's. I get mad that they get stopped. You can see his legs posted. So I'm not, I'm not doing the choke. It's when they stop it, is when it's gonna hurt because it's just gonna get tighter and tighter. The more I try to turn for, uh, for the points. You know, that's all. That's all I'm trying to do is score points, and I'm gonna squeeze the heck out of it. But as you can see, I'm, try, I'm trying to, I'm trying to turn him. I'm just not, I'm not sitting there just getting the, getting the choke and trying to make him go out but it's ultimately him sticking the leg out that's uh causing him to choke himself out really that's how that's how i look at it you know i'm not gonna get him a rear naked choke and choke him but i have a head and an arm and you know it should be a legal move but they it, try to try to stop it sometimes well it, it it's not illegal right they didn't take any points it's away not, from you did they yeah, i didn't take any points away and they gave but, you Six, with right? You got a takedown, and or I guess did you get three turns on that? I, I get another turn, uh, right here. I think he shoots in, and I go back. I'm pretty sure, or go behind. And did you did you choke somebody out at Olympic trials? Or yeah, did somebody Nate go out? Jackson, Nate Jackson went out on me too. Same same thing. He tries to post his leg and stop it i mean this like you're supposed to do. you don't want to give up the points but if you're if you're gonna do that then it's gonna gonna pass you out but yep that's another one right there and he's awake this time right yeah he's awake and then they stop it they didn't let me because you said i was across the throat but i have a head and an arm so i don't get like mm -hmm. it's gonna be throat regardless okay yeah yeah and then I, I forget how I finished it. Probably like another takedown snap. Yep, right here. That's that. Have you ever gone out from a front headlock? Um, No, I haven't, actually. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been out from anything, actually. Okay. Um, And is that something like, are you practicing getting that as tight as possible? Or are you just working on the torque? To try to I'm, get him through. I'm just working to trap the arm so I, you know, I don't get drugged by. Um, they can limp out, and I focus on the on the out, on the arm and just getting this across so that way it spins his body. If I could just get his shoulders across and get my two, I mean that's ultimately what I'm focusing on. But it's it literally gets tighter as soon as you stop it, and I start twerking. Like I can feel it; it's getting tight, but it's because they're trying to stop it. You know, yeah. well, of course they're gonna try to stop it. I know, but if it hurts that bad, then turn. That's what I say. I feel like if they pass out, 
this should be the end of the match. I don't know why they did, they let him wrestle again. It's like, well, it's not MMA. It's not MMA <laughs> still. But you get you got the turns. I mean, you know, he, clearly yeah, he was he was out. So, so. yeah. Um, so this kind of sets up. I know you had a semifinal, but we're gonna, we're going to go past that. This sets up a finals um, against Mark Hall. How many times do you think he wrestled Mark Hall? Or well, let's say, let's go back. Yeah, what do you think's the nine. first time? How old do you think you were the first time you guys wrestled? I was like eight years old at a one of the time the Tulsa kickoff or Reno, one of those. Who won? Um, I did. I was uh, I I won every single one until the the headgear pull. Okay. So growing up, wrestling like eight times, growing up, and then was eight to know. And then lost to him at the semifinals and nationals, and then at the Penn State duel at Penn State. So two two losses to the ten I've won, I think. Yeah. Ten, twelve. Tell me about the. Um, well, let's just talk about the headgear pull for a second. I don't have that video, but it's weird. I think for anybody who doesn't know, the the set the stage was NCAA semifinals. You guys were both freshmen, if I am correct. Tight match. You get a takedown. Kale throws a challenge brick. Said you pulled the headgear, and they they win the challenge, and and that's ultimately the difference. What what do you remember about that situation? Yeah, I mean, I remember I was I was trying to score. I mean, I think ultimately I was on the offense, even though it was tied, and and I go I go in for the shot, and my finger, my thing was my thumb that gets stuck in his chin, in his um chin piece of his headgear. And that actually stopped me from getting my full momentum. I get into the shot, and then I finish 10 seconds later. So I was just remembering I was upset that the headgear didn't cause me to get the takedown. I was in there fighting for it, ended up on top. And if I'm going to pull the headgear down, I'm going to pull it from the back and rip his head down. You know, that's why would I grab his chin where it comes up off of the shot? So everything that they were looking at, yeah, my finger was caught in there. So I guess that's the rule, but if they should be if it was intentional or unintentional, you know. So, but as I said, life life goes on. The sun the sun went up the next day. It's just a match, and you know I still had a great year. I was undefeated up to that point. Came back and took a strong third. Have you like some guys would have a a meltdown or uh, just just get really upset and be, you're like the sun came up, like like you just kind of shrugged it off. We're talking about. The potential to be having undefeated freshman year, which I think Kale and maybe I'm are the only people to do. Maybe somebody else yeah. did. I, I'm not thinking of, but like, you know, you're like going from potential legendary status to like at best a three time national, which is great, right? Yeah. At best a three time national champ. And did you just shrug it off in the moment? Or are you just are you just that much shrugging it off years later? No, I I mean I was upset, but um, you know people come up to me and they were saying like. Oh, the ref screwed you, this and that. And I, I tell people what my dad used to tell me when growing up. is like, I've never lost a, a match because of the ref. Because at the end of the day, if I took the mark down five times, the score would be 10-0, you know? So I should be able to do what I can to, to win all my matches and not leave it up to the ref. And I would think I was 32-0 and going into that match um, or something like that. And... So I just think of it as like my whole my whole season as a whole. I was just like, I had a I had a great year, and I'm only a freshman. 
you know, how many people get to do that? And that was literally like the next day where I was just like, no, nah, fine. I'll just, let's come back and destroy the next two guys I had. And I had Zach Brunson. I think I like tech pinned them in like a minute. And then I beat Miles and me in like, I don't know, 15 to four. I just put it on him. So <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just how I like to I like to live, man. Just just be happy and then don't take don't take them too too much to heart because this is what I'm gonna do for for years on. If I if I lose and just get mad at myself, then it's then it's not worth it, you know. If I'm completely just just so mad and unhappy, then it's not worth it. I I think. It's like you took you took your own advice and you're like, dude, don't trip. Don't trip. Don't trip. That's the <laughs> mantra. That's great, man. Um, okay, so so you know, the freshman year, the headgear pull, he did beat you in rec hall. Um, I don't know what, what what do you think was the difference in that match? Was it the crowd? Was it overwhelmed? Were you did he just beat you just because? Were you in bad shape? It was a lot to go to it. I mean, obviously, it's hard. It's hard to wrestle at rec hall, and I think I was just just was really cocky i thought since i was undefeated won nationals that year before i came back and at the beginning of the year i was just like just doing whatever just practicing lazy i was trying to have too much fun in the wrestling room that's what i taught people i you, you have i you can't have too much fun in the wrestling room you're supposed to have fun out on the mat when you're competing because um I was just lollygagging, you know, just having too much fun. It, the, the practice is supposed to suck. It's supposed to hurt. You're supposed to go through the grind. So that way you're supposed to have fun when you're out competing because there's nothing you can really do when you're out of the match. In the practice room is where you're going to grow. So I feel like I just thought I was, you know, the shit. I was just like, oh, yeah, no one's going to beat me. And I was humbled really fast. And I came back and I knew what I had to do because I, I, I know what kind of work has to be put in in order to be at the top and, that's what I did and got my revenge, this little guitar smash at the NCAA finals. So you said I knew what had to be done. Like, was it immediate change to you at, at practice and, and the way you were pushing yourself? Yeah, it was as soon as I lost, I knew what I had to do. I, I think we got our asses beat as a, as, a, as a team too. So we were in the locker rooms and we really looked into inside of ourselves and looked at our teammates and said, this has to change. We have to do something. And I think a lot of the people in there started to grow together and put in a lot more work. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you, you already set the stage, right? You got the revenge at NCAAs. He, yeah. he plays the guitar in Rec Hall. You play the guitar in Smash It, which was one of the best um, yeah. celebrations I think I, maybe I've ever seen because there's so much significance to it. Um, yeah, so let's let's skip to the world team trials match two. We'll go, Tyler, producer boy, man. If you go ahead and and, and cue this up, uh, Tyler's a man, definitely. Um, yeah, well, let's just kind of take it. This is match two, I believe. I think you won the first match, six nothing. So Mark's in the blue, you're in the red, and kind of same thing here. You can just talk us yeah, through what I'm, you're thinking or after, feeling. After that first match, uh, you know, we both we both went to the back uh, to the whatever the practice room and I could see him. He was, he was hurting. He was out of breath still from that first match, you know, and it took me a while too. Obviously I was tired. I was tired and just because of, I was wrestling hard, you know, I'm supposed to be tired, but I, my recovery was wild. You know, we trained for three matches. Um, so, you know, I came back and I tried to just pull on the head as much as I can 
And, you know, obviously Mark's trying to wrestle a little different, you know, try to get over unders. But I just I don't think he wanted wanted to do too much. He wanted to keep it as close as possible and then try to sting me at the end. But I just kept wiring on him, try to get my front headlocks, my snap downs, constant pressure forward. How much different, you know, you, you're like, he, he's trying different stuff, obviously, because the first match didn't go his way. You know, you guys have wrestled, I don't know, six, eight, a dozen times maybe over the years. How much different is match to match? Are, are you feeling pretty much the same guy, or are there a lot of adjustments on either side? Um, I think there, I don't think it's too, too different. Um, I mean, I think I, you know, I think just small adjustments, like I think I wrestled different in the second match than I did in the first, just because like, I kind of felt what I needed to do. Like I knew he was going to get tired. So instead of more shots, you know, I just stayed on the head for a little longer for the first period, uh, try to get my front headlocks and not necessarily score right away and just wear his neck down his back and just try to get him as tired as possible just like pulling on the head i knew he was gonna get frustrated was that a conscious decision to to shoot less and and work on the head more like going into the match was that a tactic you thought this is what i need to do or maybe i should should use this approach or was it more like once you guys got your hands on each other that's just kind of how it went no that was before like after after the first match uh, immediately after I walked back, I said, yeah, he's done. I'm just going to – this this second match, I'm going to start wearing on his head, and his feet are going to get slow. I'll be able to take him down, and he's going to get tired and, you know, eventually just want to give me points is what I was thinking in my head. Uh, and I just – I mean, in the back, you have Brandon Slay and these coaches, you know, just, I see him, and they're, like, practicing uh, – McFadden shooting in on him and he's like faking on him and he was just hands and knees the entire time like hands and knees is like uh, uh, for a sprawl so I told myself oh if he's gonna do that the entire time he is going to get tired so I'm just gonna fake as much as I can and I'm gonna have him going up and down up and down for, for his sprawls just just to get him as tired as he can gotcha you mentioned a couple times watching or observing him uh, in the back in between matches and maybe making adjustments based upon what you see, either how tired he is or isn't, or what kind of uh, tactics maybe he's coming up with. Is that something, not that you've wrestled a ton of two out of three series, but you have before. Is that something that you'll, or maybe even before, you know, if you're going to wrestle somebody in the semis or the finals, do you like to maybe pick them out in the back and keep yeah, an eye I on them like a little bit? Yeah, I like to see where their head's at. Um... And mostly it's just, I think, I use it as, as a head game, uh, just so they know that I'm watching. And anything that Slay's telling him, or because Slay's very big on not just, you know, just saying what he has to do. He actually shows the move, like you saw right right now yeah. in the corner of the circle, or get the under hug. So I'm just looking. I said, okay, if this is what you're going to do, this it's not going to work. I like it. Yeah. All right. But no. so two nothing at the break. Two nothing at the right. Some people would be like, man, it's two, only two nothing. Um, but are you feeling pretty good about where you are? Oh, oh yeah. I felt, I, felt, I felt really good. I said 2 0. This is perfect. Um, and he was, I felt it. He was done. He didn't, 
he just wanted to keep it close is what I was thinking at that point. Try to save some face. And you're just putting your foot on the gas, huh? Yeah, this is where I start. I think picking it up, a little bit more fakes, more snaps. I was smelling blood. Yeah, they came a little easier now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, two points in three minutes, and I just got four points in less than 30 seconds. So at this point, are you thinking, are you thinking I want to finish? I want to get a tech? Or are you just thinking like second by second? Like just keep moving? Oh, no. I'll see. The thing is, I want to get a tech every time. And that's, <laughs> that's sometimes what bites me in the ass. You know, I'll go, go, go try to get a, a tech, you know, sometimes in the first period. Um, this one I knew uh, I could get the tech. Maybe it'll take me four or five minutes, six, the whole, the whole time. But right here, I wanted to put an put an exclamation point on the on the victory and go out with the 10 0 win. So we're still halfway through the period, I guess. Yeah. So plenty of time to score two more takedowns. Did you ever feel yeah. threatened in either match? Even even just on on a score? Uh no, I don't think I don't think I ever did. I I felt pretty good, you know. Like Mark Mark's I didn't feel threatened because he He's really good defensively, and he has slick stuff. But I knew that I could finish clean. I'm not. I'm not gonna get too wild. And I don't think he has that much of an offense. Like if he's down, I don't think he could put up eight points unless it's like a throw or he does a pin, like he did uh, in the semis. But I knew. But I know those things are coming, so I'm not gonna fall for his little tricks. So I, I if it's two zero, I feel I feel pretty comfortable with that. My defense was better than his offense. Yeah, good defense. Yeah. Well, I feel like in high school, that's what you're you're like known as this guy who's impossible to score on. Um, not that you never had off. Oh, oh, there's that's a nice little cradle. Um, but at some point, you transitioned into a guy who's like high-powered offense. Yeah, uh, I just felt I was so a lot more strategic in the way like I, st I feel like I still am but just I mean I didn't care about winning 2-1 you know 4-0 and then I think it was like junior senior year of high school where I just wanted to really more my senior year where I really just wanted to score points and you know uh winning like uh the Dave Schultz award in, in uh in high school for uh, -huh. uh like the most valuable a wrestler and you know i want to win the heart so i want to get as many bonus points pins and everything so i just my my offense just grew and i felt really good at you know with my technique and everything so i just adapted that kind of that style mm -hmm. so you win the second match against mark hall sets you up for final x against david taylor but this is your second final x in 2018 um, you wrestled Kyle Dake, but to get there, you had a up, you know, you were not the favorite against, um, Derringer, right? You wrestled Alex Derringer in, I think the world team trials finals, right? And you beat him. Um, what was, you know, did you think you were going to beat Derringer or were you hoping to beat Derringer back in 2018? Oh, I, 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 I knew I was going to beat him. I mean, I think I could beat anyone. I was just where my mind's at, you know, uh, you know, Gable Stevens is a good buddy of mine, and just I still think, you know, hey, I could beat Gable Stevenson. You know, obviously it's not it's not realistic, and I know that, 
But I'm just like, part of me thinks if I go there and I run around enough and I know he doesn't get tired, but maybe one duck, maybe I might be a little faster. You know, it's just the thought of me that there's always going to be a chance and I feel like I can. And that's just I thought with Derringer, you know, he was it was Dakin Derringer. Just like, okay, Zahid's good. People are saying Zahid's good, but he's not going to go through Derringer or go give Dake a match. So... But I knew my coaches knew where where I was at, and I think Ringer knew too, you know. And it kind of showed there in the in the in the two matches. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go do this. Compare heading into Final X 2018 against Kyle Dake, who was went on to win his first world title this year, that year, and heading into Final X. Oh my! Four years later, it seems like yesterday. That pandemic yeah. was something. But it is four years later, right? Get, tell, tell me how you felt going into 2018 Final X versus how you feel going into 2022 Final X. Physically, mentally, emotionally, confidence-wise, all, all of it. Yeah, I think I think my mindset's pretty much the same. You know, I felt really good in 2018 against Dake. And I think the two matches I wrestled, even though I lost, is some of the best wrestling I did. I mean... Dake was just better better than me that day, more experienced, um, kind of, I guess, a better game plan. But um, right now, I just feel like I'm more mature, uh, put a little bit more size on me. Um, and I'm just, I'm just confident, and, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. And I think it's my time. I, I really believe that if I go out there and lose, it's an upset, as crazy as that sounds. I feel like it's an upset that it should be my time. And, you know, David had his, his time in the sun, and it's my turn, you know. How many times have you wrestled David? Wrestled him at Midlands. It was not fun. Uh, he got me pretty good there. And then I wrestled him at the Grand Prix of Spain. Uh, so I'm 0-2. 0-2 right now against him. Sure. Midlands was folk style. You were in college. He was post. That was several years ago. Um, oh, yeah. Grand Prix. What was was it close? Was it a tech? Was it a five point no, two point? The tenth, the three. Uh huh. Something like that. You know, but I just think I was just too young to. You know, I didn't grow into my body yet. I was. I think I, I was up three zero against him in that one. Really? Up, he and I tired. You know, his offense where he does just constant hand fighting and stuff and i ended up feeling it and he ended up scoring like 10 straight points uh to win but i'm a i'm just a different wrestler now you know conditioning is way better than it was and you know six years ago you know i was 20 19 20 years old when i wrestled him so a lot of things have changed you know so i'm just i'm just excited you know it's gonna be a fun match yeah absolutely so he obviously he won the Olympics last year. He won the, the Worlds, I think, the year before or two, and he's second. Like, he's been at the very top for, for a little while now. And you've been at 79, 86. You decided on 86, I don't know, a little while ago. But how much, obviously today, in the last probably week or two, the sole focus is DT, 100% locked in and, and you and Mark or whatever, forming a plan and doing your thing and preparing for this one guy. Prior to that, how much or how little emphasis or thought or, or preparation went into David Taylor specifically? 
Um, honestly, not too much because I just like I like to focus on my wrestling. But that's someone that we always kept, you know, in the back of our minds because that's who we're gonna go see. A yep. final X. That's gonna be the last obstacle to be. But we know. Uh, I've talked to my coaches that if I wrestle the way I can, the way I'm capable of, that I could be anyone in the world. So. I think just focusing on my abilities and just kind of keeping in mind of what he can do, um, you know, the type of offense he has, the hand fighting to to just everything like that. But um, didn't really focus focus too much, honestly, on, on him until probably now. Now just looking at, hey, what what's it going to take to be him or to not get scored on or whatever like that. Are there any tactics like, these are the things I need to do physically to, to beat him physically. And maybe these are the things I need to do to rattle him or to beat him mentally or to, or to get on that side too. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, Mark, Mark's really good at that. He's like, okay, if uh, you do this, you know, it's really gonna, you know, piss him off and you continue to do this and that and those type of things. Uh, you know, I don't want to say too much, yeah, but of course. This, uh, Mark, you know, Mark's really good at that. He's like, he's gonna get frustrated if you continue to do this or that. So, just just trying to listen to him and incorporate that in my game plan. All right, cool, man. Um, so, but but today or this week and right now, it's all all focused on David and, and not yeah. as much just on you, right? I would assume. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the work is done. I mean, we're a week out. You know, like they said, I'm not gonna get that much stronger. I'm not gonna get much more uh conditioning or you know my techniques starting to get better i'm not gonna master another move right now so it's just feeling good feeling happy and the, just knowing the work's been done and enjoying enjoying the process you know all of it that's that's to come you enjoying the process but also you know you mentioned earlier like the the process and the wrestling room's the hard parts where you need to kill yourself and work you grind yourself down and, and get all the hard work happens in the room how much do you enjoy not just wrestling but the big states the ncaa finals madison square garden hulu theater like dave you know olympic champ in new york city how much do you like these big matches and big environments that's the best part of it all you know wrestling getting being able to wrestle in front of thousands of people uh you know, so I liked wrestling at Times Square. Uh, I beat the streets. That was so awesome. Wrestling at, at Nationals, you know. I mean, every year it's, it's packed, sold out. So I think it just brings a different sense of, like, energy and in the atmosphere. And I, I just I just love it. I live for it. Awesome. Awesome, man. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'll be there for sure. Kyle, are you going to New York City? I am. I okay. am going to be there. Yep. Heck yeah, that'll be great. And Kyle, I assume you got you got a few things for Zahid. Do you have anything before split it out? I do. I have one question. Over the course of time, I hear this narrative a lot from high school kids where they say, I want to be a four-time NCAA champ, world Olympic champ, yet nobody's ever done that. Why would you even say that in high school? Um, I just think it's just you got to set your goals as high as possible, you know? I mean – why like it just feels so weird to me to say i want to be a three-time national champ i want to be a two-time national champ and a silver world and olympic medalist like i just said just that just sounds weird it's got to be all of it you know the goal is like i said before never to lose a match you know how 
cool would that be? You're just undefeated for the rest of your life. You never have to experience a loss or unhappiness or being upset. You know, ultimately, that's goal. You want to be as good as you can get to get there. And then if that's not enough, then the rest of the time you compete, you know, you have all techs, all pins. You know, just set those type of goals and then hopefully you could meet some of them. You know, and just I think just enjoying it. Like I said, that's I think that's the biggest thing that I've gone out of it. Just so I'm just constantly happy, you know, just living life and using wrestling as a tool uh, for my success, you know, and, and and it's just a part a part of my life. But it's not my whole life, you know, is what I tell people. All right. Well, your next goal is to try to get five for five in our game called Sweat It Out. This is your world title on the line right here. Are you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. All right, number one, who played the role of Koba in the movie Warrior? Mm, no clue. He was an NCAA champion, world champion, Olympic champion. My hip, I'm, I am terrible with this. All right, his I'm, name's Kurt Angle. Okay. You know who that See, is? I, I, I know the name, I just didn't know who. I know, I know who <laughs> okay. Kurt is. But. All right, all right. Uh, number two. Kobe Bryant was raised in what foreign country? I want to say Italy. Yep. France. Italy. Italy. Yep. Yep. Oh, you, yeah, you said Italy. We're, we're taking yep. that one. All right. Number three. Who did you defeat in the first round of the 2015 California High School State Championships? Oh wow! Wow, the first round. Ah, <laughs> yep. uh, got a pass. I don't know. Well, let's let's go second right. round. You are. <laughs> I don't Let's know. go finals. I, I can tell you who I lost to at the NCAA finals my sophomore year, or the uh, high school state finals my sophomore year. Well, let's hear that. Right, go ahead. Even though that's not the answer. Sean Lewis, or no, Sean? Yeah, Sean. Sean Lewis, I think it was Sean. Sean from Lamore. But yeah, you know, I remember my losses a lot more than than my wins. And first round, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. Crazy. That's why I had to make it tough. Who, who, uh, who Bobby. was it? Bobby Posados of Grace Davis. Oh, you see, I, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, he's tough, man. I'm, I'm bringing the heat here. on the heat. Him here. Uh, number four, who was Arizona State's first two-time NCAA champion? Uh, I mean, I know we've been talking about Larkin, but I don't think he was the first two-time. Let's see. I don't think he uh, won two. He went four, three, no, two, one. Um, Cobb, uh, I should know this. Uh, I know. He never made a world team, though. You're gonna, you're gonna have to give it to me. Hold on, hold on, to... hold on. Is it is is it Zahid? No. Okay. No. no. no there's some of them. Okay, be... There's actually been three total. This is the first. He's one of them. Uh, oh, Dan who... St. John. Uh, Dan St. John. John. Who's the other one? It is yeah. uh, Marcus Malika. See, I know Marcus. He's been over my house to train, but yeah. okay, Here's that's good second. to know. I'll, I'll try to All remember right. that. Marcus and, Dan. and then uh, we're going to see if you can save face with a final win here. Uh, what NFL player has the most receiving yards and receiving touchdowns for a career? Um, I'm going to give you hints. He played for the Niners. Yeah, uh, not Owens. Uh, I know the name. I'm throwing a blank. Uh, 
His last name is a food. Give us an era, a, a years, like a decade. 19, 1980s. I, I used to watch uh, Payne's Places on ESPN. I think he had a little skit with them. Uh, well, I'll know it when you tell me the name. All right. And I'm going <laughs> to that. That was him. <laughs> His name is Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, see? I could have told you that if I was just <laughs> hearing the name, then I remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Terrible that's with stuff, guys. Man, what was that? Two out of five? One out of five. One, One out, out of five? five. Kyle, yeah, that's why I stick to wrestling. That's why I stick to wrestling. Bring in the heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got, I think you have better chance against David Taylor than you do against Kyle Klingman. <laughs> yeah, that five for five. I don't know if I want to do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he gives softball questions, and sometimes he just knuckleballs and curveballs. And I, I mean, I thought well, it was mid range. I, thought... I got the Kobe one. You know, that's my dude. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you got, got that, that one. one. So yeah, heck yeah, man. Um, well, all right, Zaid. I know you got practice coming up in just a few minutes. Yep. Probably just in those doors right behind you, but um. We're going to let you off the hook here and let you get down to it. But we want to give you the final word um, for this interview before we, next time we'll see. It's probably New yeah, York City. I, mean, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. You know, I just want to give a shout out to all my supporters, my fans, you know, Team Sunkist, uh, Team Adidas, you know, uh, just friends, families uh, that have supported me throughout, you know, my career. And, you know, I hope to make everyone proud June 8th at Final X. Awesome. Zahid, thanks so much, buddy. Have a great day, and we'll see you in New York City. Yep, we'll see you. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Klingman with the freaking tough questions. I, I mean, I thought it was just mid-range. I wasn't trying to be tough. I don't know. I thought you might get a couple of those, but, you know, when you get on the hot seat, sometimes you it's hotter than you think. Yeah, and like he said, I'll stick to wrestling. So he's really good yeah. at that. And uh, man, I'm really pumped. He's, he said he said if Taylor beats me, it's an upset. Good for him, right? Good for him for thinking that. And uh, that's the mindset. Dude. That's the mindset I'm sure it would take to beat somebody like David Taylor. And and I'm just I'm super excited to see it. I think it'd be a great matchup. Um, to hopefully, I'd love to see it go three. That's always exciting when you see something go to go to the final three matches but yeah um that's gonna do it let's get good finish your thoughts sorry no it is it's fun those, those three match series especially when it's high caliber like that it's uh it's a lot of fun so can't wait to see it absolutely um so that'll do it for today's show we're gonna have jangela hancock on the show tomorrow so i hope you tune in um but for kyle Klingman, i'm mark bader thanks so much we'll see you tomorrow